So Zane, tell me a story. Yeah, I guess my, yeah, my story would have to be the story of my mother, the person I was most closest to. And I think that was why her death will probably always be the hardest. And it was three years ago. So it was recently her anniversary. Like, you know, that day is always incredibly hard. And I think people who have lost a parent or someone really close to them will understand that, you know, you're kind of a different person. And even the things that you used to enjoy or the things that remind you of her just feel different now. You know, it was something that my family didn't really anticipate happening. You know, I think some some families, some people, they at least get a a warning sign. But sometimes it's always a, a very, it's a shock always. But I think that, you know, we didn't really had no warning at all. It was, you know, three years ago and she, you know, was having stomach pain and thought that, she always had problems with, you know, hernias. So a lot of us just assumed that she was going to go into like another surgery. And again, <laughs> my mom went through a lot of different health conditions and problems. So uh, it was hard for me to take it seriously that, you know, there was going to be a, a serious outcome, mostly because I was just used to her kind of overcoming or being a warrior against everything. So it was very difficult, you know, when my dad kind of came in and told my sister and I or us that she was having a hard time waking up. And even when he said that, I kind of just didn't take it too seriously. I was kind of in a little phase of de denial or seeing your parent as almost a superhero because that's kind of, you know, how they appear um, or sometimes how they kind of position themselves that you know even when things were hard with my family my mom always was positive was always a light in the room a light for others and so yeah you know so it was hard not to see them that way it's the you know the adults are always indestructible and until that moment you find out that they're, they're human too yeah and obviously we know that <laughs> like we obviously know that they're human but there's just something interesting about when you grow up with them or you're raised by them you still have this little sense that they you know are are different than you or or like you said are super or indestructible so um i think that's always in the back of your mind you know uh i i held out hope but you know sometimes unfortunately hope wasn't enough and you know that I can't remember if it was the day after or the day after that no I think it was the day after that where my dad kind of just it was in the morning and he told me to come outside or in the family room and I saw my neighbor my sister crying and so I kind of already knew but I kind of felt like I knew before anyways because I had a weird like I had a feeling through me like the evening before it was probably three or four in the morning and I felt like a 
some sort of movement in my body that I don't normally get, which was like I had like really massive chills. I guess you could say the chills were from um, the fear of my mom's passing. I don't really think so. The only time I would ever get chills like that was when I was really sick. So for it to be, for it to happen like that, I kind of felt like I do really think that that is kind of like my mom's soul going through me somewhat feeling the passing in a way which is interesting that's what I do think (laughs) but so I wasn't super surprised and I wasn't super sad at first because again I'm I was probably in such a weird place because I wasn't really thinking straight or I didn't really believe it um but I definitely was sad in waves throughout the whole day and we were kind of fortunate because we were able to actually kind of say goodbye because we got to see her body, which was very nice because it was during COVID and, you know, many families didn't get the chance to, to do that. And it was, we were fortunate she didn't have COVID. So we did get to see her body and say kind of a final goodbye, even if it wasn't what we would have wanted. We're kind of lucky in that way because all families get that. Yeah, it was difficult because when you're, you know, in a family and that person is kind of the the stable unit, you kind of have to learn how to, it's like each one of us kind of had to take a different role that my mom had that glued us all together. So that was always, that was always difficult, but I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about grief and that, you know, you grieve in the different ways that you do for you and that I don't think there's a an inappropriate way to grieve as long as you're you know not being mean to others or hurting yourself I think so that's why when it comes to grief some people feel shocked they'll feel happy they'll feel sad they'll feel frustrated they might not feel anything they might feel something months later and it's just such a unique way of feeling that I don't think people are used to because it is it is really circumstantial rather than other things like it's really easy to identify what's happy what's sad but (laughs) grief is going to be very different and so I always encourage people (laughs) when you cross the threshold because you will there's no way you can't it's okay to feel how you feel and whatever that is you you mentioned you know kind of your family filling different roles with your mother gone what's been your evolution of your role with your family what does that look like That's interesting because I, I, I think that <laughs> I just try to be, you know, positive and supportive, um, positive and supportive of what they're going through. It doesn't mean I take on the burden of, <laughs> of holding on to their emotions or holding on to their pain. But you know, when I am here, because I'm usually in D.C. for my job, but when I am here, you know, I'm always trying to make them feel better. And now I really love cooking. That's a big thing. <laughs> So the whole time I've been in California for the past month for the holidays, um, I've cooked several dishes. And I think that's something that we haven't had in a while since my mom, because she was always the one that did the cooking. And I didn't even, I didn't even know how to cook because my mom always did it and she didn't really teach us. And so um, it was recently like last February is when I started cooking because I was on a certain diet plan (laughs) where I had to cook my own dishes and I was little, little concerns I, I had no idea what I was doing um 
which is why I think now everybody should learn how to cook it because it's definitely a skill everybody needs. Um, but to just kind of make dishes that kind of resemble her, that definitely won't ever be her or come close. But you know that that somewhat resemble it kind of takes you back to a place when you had that kind of food. It kind of takes you back, like it's a little bit of like a I don't know, like a time travel device. Same thing with you know music and the arts. Like it's interesting how certain things, especially as they as they have to do with our senses, can really take us back to you know, a different place if it's happy or if it's sad. So that's kind of the role I think I've taken on. Yeah, those those smells in the kitchen and those tastes. <laughs> it's it's amazing how it's not quite like mom's, but it's close enough just to at least give you a little bit of that feeling. Yeah, it really does. And I even made a dish recently, Chili Colorado, that my mom frequently made. And it was very interesting. It was very different how to make it. Because I, I never cooked with dry peppers before, so I really had no idea what I was doing. Or dry chilies, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and there's a whole process of how to use them um, or how to cut them open and get rid of the seeds and rinse them with cold water, all this stuff that I didn't even think about. And so, um, silly me, I was almost going to just throw them in, the, <laughs> throw the chilies in the dish. Thank goodness. It was going to be incredibly spicy. But, you know, it's always super fun to learn how to cook different dishes. I get to kind of be in my mom's shoes. And that's kind of the one thing that I kind of wish I did before. I kind of wish I had a, a passion for cooking before so I could kind of cook alongside her or take the burden off her and I'll just cook something so she doesn't have to. <laughs> how do you feel going forward? How do I feel going forward? I do think that, you know, I discussed this with someone else recently about how, you know, even though like I'm sad that my mom's death happened, that that kind of is how it was supposed to be. You know, that's kind of what fate was. And I know some people don't believe that, but I do think that there is a, a planned or a destiny that we all have. That doesn't mean that we're not in control of it, but I do think the outcome that happens is is what was supposed to happen. And so, of course, I find it sad a lot, but I don't know. I think that I wouldn't be who I am without that happening, which is kind of a sad thing. Um, and I kind of picture my mom's death as peaceful, and I think it was, so that's also a little comforting too. But there's so much uncertainty when it comes to death that I don't really know. I don't know if there's anything beyond. I know some people are very confident there is, and there are some people that are very confident that there isn't. I try to keep, you know, my head high and think that there is something because that is what's going to keep me going. Because if there isn't, to me, there's not a lot of, it's, there's, it doesn't seem that it's worth it. And so, you know, I try to, I try to believe that for myself. But, but of course, empower to anyone that believes whatever they believe in. But that's just kind of what keeps me going. So I hope, I hope that makes sense. We're not guaranteed a lot in life, but we are guaranteed death. We're going to cross that path eventually with the people in our lives.